Hey, hey, hey. So I'm going to be answering Amy's question today and it is all around um, podcast launching and monetizing your podcast. So like how do you get your podcast out there with a bang, getting sponsors, investors, people signing up for your Patreon? Okay, so diving in first, um, I like to think of podcasting as pillar content. So pillar content I view is podcasts, YouTube, and blogging. Um, the reason I call them pillar content is their content pieces that as they might not have like such a big influence like right away, but as they grow over the years, it explodes in terms of growth. Those are channels that consistency is where is really going to be your best friend. Um, so like showing up consistently and building up this like content library and there are places where you can go way deeper in your content so like instagram facebook TikTok, wherever those are good but they're short form content like the the content you create on those platforms kind of gets dropped down into the feed and it's forever feeding like that cons that content monster right versus with youtube um blogging or podcasting you end up creating this like really high level library of content where people can deep dive and you can have um have deeper conversations you could go um really deep you can have like really long longer forms of content on these platforms um not saying you couldn't go shorter form but they really facilitate longer form so it's awesome to create content on these platforms and then repurpose to your social media or to promote on your social media. When it comes to your podcasts, I just want you to think of your podcast as another content platform. The same way you would add Instagram, the same way you would add a YouTube channel, the same way you would add um, a Facebook group or whatever, it is you building content platforms and content communities to show your expertise and for you to attract your ideal client, right? Um, you typically have coaching offers or you typically have courses or um, other type of programs that you are selling, right? So social media channels or places like podcasts or YouTube channels are communities for you to sell your offers, right? So that's like monetization number one is you are creating these communities so then you can deliver value and so then you can upsell them into one of your programs and say like, hey, if you like this free content, go check out my mastermind. Or if you like this free content, go check out my membership. Or if you like this free content, I'm opening up two spots for one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? You could do that on any platform. The same way you do that on Facebook is the same way you do it on a podcast. I know that sounds like shocking to hear because there's so many like um, limiting beliefs around there that like podcasting is so different or YouTube is so different or blogging is so different. I've done all of them. <laughs> like it all comes down to the same thing. Like anytime you're making sales on the internet, it is powerful, valuable content plus a link equals sales. 
that's the formula. <laughs> like that's the formula across any platform you're on. Powerful content plus a payment link equals sales. So like you could do it in any format. You could add cherries on top to that formula. You can make it more complicated, more simple. But at the root of it, that's the formula that makes sales online. So there you go, right? That's the messaging in terms of monetizing. But let me give you some like tips that specifically relate to podcasting that's going to really help you with monetizing a podcast. So, okay, first things first, um, I use Anchor for my podcast. Um, there's going to be some like podcast connoisseurs out there that are going to be a huge fan of Libsyn or, or I think it's Burberry, Blueberry or something like that. Um, there's some other ones that are out there in terms of like managing your podcast. I use Anchor and it's more than enough. It's fine. Um, I'm also a coaching agency brand. So like the podcast isn't my main business, right? The podcast is more like um, a content platform that supports my main business of my agency and my coaching business. Um, and so with that in mind, Anchor was more than enough um, for what I needed in terms of a podcast. What I also recommend in terms of a podcast is um, what I discovered was within the first, I want to say, 30 episodes I did, I, I started getting pitched by PR companies to have people featured on my podcast. Um, and so the mindset behind that and what I want to share around how that happened um, was one, making sure you have a really beautiful program cover, right? Invest in having a beautiful program cover, like because when people are searching and they're looking for um, different podcasts to start listening to, it's just gonna like you're gonna attract more subscribers when you have like that branding in place um, for your podcast. So like your your program cover is a form of uh, marketing for your podcast. Um, another thing is the name right? You know, making sure you have a name that really states what the podcast is all about. And then um, the third thing is like on Anchor, they have these like little mini trailers. So it's like, I think like a 30 second clip or a 60 second clip of like the intention of the podcast. And then on Anchor, you're able to like record, you're able to edit the podcast, you're able to add intros, outros, um, little audio clips in the middle, you're able to add music. There's the works, right? Um, what I did when it came to my podcast was I just wanted to build the habit of podcasting and get it up and running. So that looked like just me talking into my phone and then hitting upload. No intro, no outro, no like all, all this making it complicated. And personally, that's kind of like what I would recommend is just like get it out there first. And then you could always do version 2.0 or version 2.3.0 or like vice versa after there. So like um, right now I've been focusing more on like program activation. So like making all my physical paid programs the best they can be. But 
the next round after that would be making all my social media channels and podcasts the best they can be. So like there's going to be a version of my podcast down the road that's going to have like intros and outros. That's going to be like studio quality. That's going to have all these fancy features. Um, but for now, in terms of just getting content out, it's pretty much just me like speaking into the phone and calling it a day, right? <laughs> like, eventually I'll have like intro outro, but it doesn't stop, stop you from starting your podcast. Um, another thing when it comes to podcast launching is you want to make sure you have 10, um, podcast episodes in the bank. So when you go to launch, you're launching with 10 episodes at minimum. So the reason for this is um, the more episodes you have, the more like people can listen to, which increases your downloads, increases your listens, um, and increases your chance of showing up on new and noteworthy on iTunes, which is going to help you attract a lot of podcast listeners and subscribers. Um, another thing I'll add in terms of your podcast is you need to make sure you're adding, reminding them to, you could do this at the end, you could do this at the beginning, where you're reminding them to subscribe to the podcast, you're reminding them to write a five-star review for the podcast, and you're reminding them to share the podcast with their friends. So I'm going to repeat that. You're reminding them to subscribe to the podcast, you're reminding them to uh, write a five-star review for the podcast, and you're reminding them to share it with your friends. Every episode, you should be saying those three things on every single episode. That could be your outro, that could be like your beginning part after your intro, whatever. Um, but the reason for that podcast strategy-wise is um, subscribing that increases your subscriber count, which increases your visibility on the platform. Uh, writing a five-star review, that increases your visibility as well. And then obviously sharing, that increases your visibility as well. That is a like 10 second phrase, right? You know, 10 seconds of saying those three things, but it does increase those three visibility factors in your podcast. Um, another thing that I'm going to say in terms of like visibility is when it comes to your podcast, use your other platforms to promote it. So you can use your Instagram to promote it and say like, hey, new podcast episode is up. You can use your Facebook to promote it. You can use your email list to promote it. Um, every time you publish a new podcast episode, share it on social media, you know, share it on your other channels. And then um, what really worked for us was doing these like podcast binge lists. So where we would um, create a list of like 10 podcasts and put them in a little bundle and um, and would like post on like IG stories like here's the podcast binge list for marketing or here's the podcast binge list for mindset or here's a binge list of like my top five favorite episodes or stuff like that. Um, and all it is, is like, you kind of like grab the links for all five of them. And when people ask, you just share it <laughs> in the DMS. Um, and that increases listens as well. And the reason why I'm saying like all these examples around visibility and listens and downloads and all of that is when you go to 
um, get sponsors and when you go to monetize, it's all based off of your audience, right? Because sponsors want to pay for where there's a big audience, right? It's all about putting your mindset in the mindset of the other person, right? If you had um, wanted to invest in podcast advertising for your company, you'd want it to be in front of the most listeners as possible and you'd want it to be in front of your ideal clients, so like your specific audience. So for any like new podcasters here, you might be like, oh, but I don't have an audience yet or I don't have a big enough audience yet. Yeah, but you might have a niched audience. So you might have an audience that is very specific or you might have an audience that ha is very unique or very different or is of a category all its own that a sponsor would love to invest in. So you don't necessarily have to have the biggest audience, but having like a hyper niched one is good too. Um, another thing when it comes to like monetizing your podcast is um, Patreon is huge for podcasting in terms of like monetization. So having some sort of Patreon account, my recommendation with Patreon is do not offer anything that you cannot deliver at scale. Meaning like don't be offering like 60 minute one-on-one -on -one sessions on tier number two, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, no, you're going to burn out so fast, right? Instead, like think of things that you can offer that are like scalable and isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg to deliver on. So things like behind the scenes content, or maybe they get to listen to the episode before everybody else does, or maybe they get, there's an extended cut version of it where you, you go deeper into the conversation, or maybe you, um, have just like a community channel where they can ask, you know, questions or collab with other people who are interested in the same topic, right? So there's a, or maybe you even offer like little mini courses in there. You know, there's a lot you can do um, with Patreon. Um, what I suggest is if you have a membership and you have Patreon, just make sure they're, they're different enough so that um, they're, those two of your offers aren't competing for the same audience. Because then you're just going to have it split all over the place versus, you know, your membership, your higher ticket membership is a more higher end audience. And then your Patreon is a different type of audience. The main mindset you want to have when it comes to any type of brand partnerships or collaborations, and I've done brand partnerships with Thinkific, I've done brand partnerships with Hellobar. Um, when we did a 10-day challenge, they shared it to 120,000 people on their email list, so I've done brand partnerships and collabs. The biggest thing they're looking for is a win-win. How does it benefit them collabing with you, and how does it benefit you collabing with them? So in the terms of like Thinkific, for example, when we collabed with them, we had a hyper niched audience called Next Generation Thought Leaders. So it was um, a millennial thought leader community, a millennial and Gen Z thought leader community. And so Thinkific was trying to reach a younger audience and they were trying to reach thought leaders. So like content creators, coaches, um, course creators, which was 
who our audience was, right? It was filled with that specific hyper-niched audience that they were looking for. So it ended up being a win-win in terms of us collabing because boom, we were able to um, provide them the audience they were looking for. And um, we were able to get like a one-year free business plan subscription to Thinkific that we bonused into the challenge and into the the 10 day challenge we were doing. Yes. So keywords are typically like words that describe what you do. So for example, when I talk to coaches, I'll say like, do a hashtag mindset, do like a hashtag um, coaching, do hashtag like influencer or different things like that, that would show up in the media or that would show up in podcasts. Because what you're doing is you're trying to find um, podcasts that interview people like you, right? So maybe you might even do a hashtag sexuality. Maybe you might want to do hashtag empowerment. Maybe you want to do hashtag um, wellness. Maybe you want to do hashtag health. Um, hashtag spirituality is a good one because then that'll show up all the podcasts that either have spirituality in their name or that have done topics, um, done podcasts, episodes on those topics. I like interviewed people or vice versa. I would also do if you're in the coaching industry and you focus anywhere around mindset or business coaching or personal development, I would also do like hashtag HD. Human design is really big. Um, I know like a lot of personal brand uh, podcasts that are looking for coaches are interviewing HD people right now. Like you could do um, astrology. The main mindset you want to have when you're thinking of your keywords is um, the type of person that would interview you. Who are they interviewing? Right. Who are they interviewing? And like what type of topics are they speaking on on their podcast, right? You might not want to do like hashtag software tech, right? Because typically somebody who is talking about software tech on their podcast might only be interviewing like people in tech or might only be interviewing people who are um, going deep into IT or stuff like that. So it's kind of like when I was um, in BNI, so it was Business Networking International, and we had this conversation around power circles. And power circles is essentially, you guys all have the same target audience, you ha guys all have the same clientele, but you all do different things. So a power circle could be like a copywriter, a graphic designer, and a web developer, right? They can all refer to each other they can all like work on a similar project with each other and they probably all have like the same exact clientele, right? Because their client might need a graphic designer and might need a copywriter and might need a web developer to help them build a website, right? So when you're thinking about keywords, think about like who's your ideal client. Think about like um, what podcasts you want to be on and what keywords they would use and think about like what topics they would interview on. So 
exciting stuff. Um, so sending you all lots and lots of love. See ya.